You're listening to Intentional Optimists, the podcast for unconventional leaders, where you'll find inspiration, learn to discover and develop your own strengths, and hear from inspiring women just like you who are making a difference in their community. Who knows, you just might find yourself stepping up as the next unconventional leader right where you are. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, the original Intentional Optimist. Throughout my childhood and adolescence, we vacationed every summer at a beach on the west coast of South Korea. Now, before you start thinking we were jet setters, I'd like to remind you that my parents were missionaries in Seoul. And this was a missionary community of small cabins, no phones, no hot water, and where we chased crabs out of the showers prior to jumping in for a cold one. However, we did have a sailboat. And for many years, we had what we called a sunfish. These are the small fiberglass single-hull sailboats with that cute triangular sail with a little fish at the top. They hold maybe three to four people, providing at least two of them are small people. The thing about sailboats is this. You can have a rudder, a centerboard, and a sail. But if you have no wind, you best have a paddle because you're not going anywhere. That's what it's like to walk through life without intention. Welcome to episode 19. Today, we're talking about the final tenet of intentional optimism, being intentional. Now, when it comes to living with intention, to live as an intentional optimist, I have to be intentional about being optimistic. I know that sounds like I'm talking in circles, but I have to purposefully become present. I must choose to be courageous, generate and sustain energy. I have to cultivate and pursue wisdom. All of that is wrapped up with intention. Otherwise, I'm just bobbing along in the ocean, hoping the current will take me where I wish to go. And we all know that that absolutely never happens. We want it to. It just doesn't. Because intention matters. In fact, I'm convinced it's the difference between growth and stagnation, success and failure, happiness and dissatisfaction. Think of it like setting your maps app and following the instructions. You have a specific destination, you know where you're going. And while you can always make turns independently, that Aussie guy in the app will keep redirecting you back on track in order to arrive at the coordinates you set. Therefore, the accuracy of those coordinates matters, right? That's intentionality. It takes the other five pillars, optimism, presence, courage, energy, and wisdom, and packages them up for you and sets you on a path of accomplishment and fulfillment while benefiting others and honoring our creator. Let's quickly go back to that sailboat analogy. Let's just say the first tenet, optimistic, is the boat. It's the hull, the vehicle that gets you from island A to island B. The second, being present, that's your centerboard. It keeps you upright, focused, centered, if you will. The third, courageous, that's your rigging. This holds everything together and makes it work. It's your resilience. The fourth, energetic, that's your sail. Without this, your boat can't go anywhere. But when the sail fills, wow, sometimes it'll nearly turn you over. The fifth one, wise, that's your rudder. This keeps you on track, heading in the right direction. The sixth one, intentional, That's setting up everything to properly capture the wind. First, you put your boat in the water. Then you drop in the centerboard to make sure you're stable. You lower the rudder, 
raise the sail, then adjust the rigging to position everything where it needs to be to harness the wind, and off you go. If that's the case, what does it look like to harness the wind of intention? Well, first, you really kind of need to understand and know your purpose. It's not a cosmic mystery. You were wonderfully, carefully, and personally created with purpose. Therefore, everything you do has a purpose. It's wrapped up in why you do what you do, how you interact with others, and where you're headed. So, what's your why? You need to know why you do what you do. Those are your values. I say this often, but your values are the guardrails within which to operate and make decisions. They keep you kind of on the path of life. It ensures you're focused on what's important, not just on a goal for the sake of getting ahead. Gosh, is it all too easy to focus on what will give you the greatest monetary return, that new job or promotion, selling rather than donating. But that's not always the best use of your time and resources. I personally wrestle with this often. As an entrepreneur, it is super easy to get caught up in that next big thing to make a quick dollar. But chasing that dollar is never satisfying, ever, at least for me. I even struggle with wanting to sell things rather than donate, only looking at their monetary value. Not only is this a scarcity mindset issue, which is a whole other episode topic, but it takes away from the value that these items could provide to someone else. So my why is to do everything for the glory of God and the good of others. Therefore, donating would be the easy answer. See what I mean by the guardrails? They help you make decisions. But this leads right into how we interact with others. We care for them. I strive to be others-focused. And as a big, fat disc eye, I really struggle with that. (laughs) I am very me-focused, and I think all of us are. But this means caring for more than just my family and my friends. It means really seeing people, looking for ways to care for the marginalized, This is a servant heart in action, and it encompasses more than just doing things. It's a humble mindset. Putting the needs of others first, fostering unity and respect. I cannot stress how important this is right now as we start 2021. We're in the middle of a global pandemic and have just come through what was, for many people, the toughest holiday season of their lives. For any number of reasons. Caring for each other in today's circumstances proves your purpose and is a big piece of intentionality. But having purpose also includes where you're headed, so pick a direction or set that rudder. There's no need to wander or drift aimlessly. You know where you'd like to be. You know where you wish you were or could be, so just pick. Choose a point on the horizon and move. Move with confidence. You have the power to change that direction if necessary, and it's always easier to do that than to get moving in the first place. Next, after your purpose, you need to make a plan. Take the time to step back, evaluate, and understand what you need to do. After all, failing to plan is planning to fail. I do this at least every year, and I'm starting to do it on a quarterly basis. I stop, I evaluate, I look back, And I think, okay, how can I move forward? Resilience studies show that having some sort of plan increases your ability to bounce back from setbacks. And if 2020 has taught us anything, plans change. That doesn't mean you don't put a plan in place, though. Making a plan consists of preparation, considering your options, and making sure you're headed forward toward the future. So when it comes to preparation, think like a scout. 
You may not always know exactly how to prepare, but when it's within your power to do so, do so. Even a draft plan alleviates anxiety, and a peaceful mind produces a calm heart. How many times do I lay down to go to sleep and my heart races? This is just in response to what's going on in my head. I may need to get up and write things down, a list of things to remember, a a thought or a hurt that needs resolution. Maybe it's a problem that needs solving. But getting them out of my head means I can rest. So to prepare to sleep, sometimes I need to sit down first and do a little writing to clear my head. Here's another good example for you. At the beginning of every hurricane season or right as the weather starts to turn cold, I start receiving emails from all kinds of places about stocking my emergency kits. And this is a great visual reminder. Having batteries on hand, candles, matches, blankets in the car. When my dad moved out of his house and into his apartment, my emergency kit got a booster shot. He is Mr. Prepared. You get my meaning here, though. You can prepare for some things, and if you live on the Gulf Coast, you're likely always prepared for a hurricane. What are the likely things you need to be prepared for in your family, in your work life? Now, the perfect companion to preparation is knowing your options. This allows you to be agile and flexible, setting you up to take advantage of opportunities and dodge obstacles. Some people are really good at seeing options, and some aren't. I'm pretty good at seeing them, especially for other people. This is part of what makes me a valuable coach. It's one of the first things I do when presented with an obstacle or a bump or a hurdle. I ask, what are the options? Trust me, my friend, there are always options. You may not see them, you might think they're crazy, and you may not like them, but they are always there. My son received a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. Yep, this was the big gift. And I've been learning how to play Mario Kart. This from a family who said we would never have a gaming system in our home, right? Now, there are certain Grand Prix courses that he loves and plays them over and over and over. He knows the twists, the turns, the alternate or the shortest route. And he beats me every single time. Why? Well, I don't know the course and I have arthritis. So when I hit a bump or a quick turn, I usually crash or go over the edge and Boy, am I thankful for that little cloud dude that keeps catching me and putting me back on the course. But once we go through it a few times, I know that it's faster to always follow the high road on this one course, and there are less obstacles when I go to the left on this other course. So when you know what your options are, you can start thinking ahead, how fast you want to go through this turn or whether or not you want to accelerate through this jump based on your best options. You do all of that by moving forward, not backward. Forward is where life is. I shared this in my last podcast episode, and it's important. We do need to review and evaluate our experiences, but all within the framework of the future. Thinking ahead to the next step when you can. Your future's not random. You're not random. The choices you make today become the realities of your tomorrows, even the small ones. My dad is one of those people who automatically takes a situation or an action's effects out to the, what I would call the nth degree. We joke in my family that if you don't rinse off the lawnmower blades after each mowing, it's going to start a cascade effect that will cause the world to end. (laughs) Of course, that's quite the hyperbole, but growing up with him has taught me how to connect dots and see where things could end up when you touch that first domino. In their book, The One Thing, Gary Keller and Jay Papasan describe the domino effect in geometric terms. In other words, you can use that concept to your advantage when you understand that any one domino 
can actually topple another twice its size. Future thinking allows you to then back up and make a plan that will truly get you where you want to go. And third, to be intentional, you absolutely must grow. Yes, that means change, expand, get bigger, bigger than what you think you can, bigger in how you think and how you understand things. We have been created by an infinite creator in his image. Therefore, the vastness of human potential will never be fully known. Imagine what you could accomplish if you just kept asking, what if? So how do you do that? First, you cultivate a growth mindset. Marie Forleo says, everything is figureoutable. This is the mindset that produced airplanes, telephones, and rocket ships. They were all told it can't be done. Believe it, my friend, there is no limit to your ability to figure things out, no matter how impossible it may seem. A growth mindset includes the willingness to say, I I don't know, even when it's much easier to just rattle off the answers you may have been giving for years. It includes purposefully learning, sometimes things that are really uncomfortable. 2020 included quite a bit of that for me. Almost like everything I thought I knew and understood was being stripped down to what's really there. But that means you must be willing to experience things. I personally strive to embrace new life situations and the idea that experience is a really good teacher, even though some things are hard to go through and learn. All those hard knocks, bumps, bruises, they all teach us who we are and develop our character. They also teach us about others, our circumstances, and the very nature of our relationship to any of it. Yes, I do understand how experiences are only one way to learn. I'm a coach, y'all. I know we learn in all kinds of ways. But when we commit to experiencing life rather than avoiding it, we collect the memories that enrich our tomorrows. And finally, in order to grow, you need to be willing to nurture change. Everyone, yep, absolutely everyone, dislikes change. 2020 has brought us so much change that some people are, I believe, truly saturated and just can't seem to take even one more thing. We all hit that place, that wall, every once in a while. But when you think ahead, make plans and prepare, you're able to be a catalyst and promote growth in others, organizations, and institutions by fostering curiosity and new ideas. My desire is that I create and foster open and safe environments to work through the steps so that change is possible and to teach you to do the same. Of all the six pillars of intentional optimism, this one, intentional, is most authentically my mindset. Right here is where my personal growth journey began, with intention. It's the first word in the name of my business, and I want always to exemplify and lead from this perspective. You can miss the mark in many other areas, but without intention, you're just reacting to whatever comes your way. I call it being on my heels. It's no way to live, always reacting to whatever life throws at you rather than creating the life you love. So what's my big intention? Well, for 2021, it's to live unapologetically. That's my word for the year. In some areas, that will mean eliminating something, like the pressure on myself to be all the things to all the people. Nope. My strengths are clear, and I want to use them to grow, glorify God, and help others. 
I'll also be stepping into some things a little bit deeper, like truly living the six tenets of intentional optimism. I'm sure it's helpful to you when I say, I struggle in this area, and I'll continue to do that. But if I truly believe it's my life's philosophy, then I need to be all in. Of course, I'll still struggle, and I'll still share, but the goal is to be a role model for everyone watching, and I must actually do the things I espouse. I'm also going right back to my original vision to create a global community of women helping, mentoring, and leading other women to reach for their potential, fostering collaboration, and generating a beautiful sisterhood that reflects the lovely tapestry our creator designed. Golly, it's easy to lose sight of these things sometimes. I know, that's actually really big. It happens one step at a time, one sister at a time. You, me, together we can make it happen. So how can you tighten up the riggings and become intentional for 2021? First, decide on or figure out your purpose. That includes why you do what you do, how you interact with others, and where you're headed. You aren't here by accident, my friend, and neither is anyone else. As you go along your path, always moving forward, care for others along the way. Look for ways to do that. Second, make a plan. This could be as loose as some governing life principles and values if you've never done that exercise, or as structured as a multi-year plan consisting of long-term, intermediate, and short-term goals. I just created a great little favorite things document that includes the books, planners, journals, and pens I've used in the past and I'm using this year for me to plan out my productivity this year. We'll share a link to that in the show notes. Remember, just having a plan can increase your ability to bounce back from a setback. And third, commit to grow. If there ever was a year to commit to growth, it's 2021. Use the change momentum because like it or not, we're already in a change curve from 2020 to launch you into some really amazing growth for 2021. You can cultivate a growth mindset through reading, listening, and participating in dialogues and experiences that will help you nurture change in you and in others. So hey, thanks for joining me on the first episode of Intentional Optimists, Unconventional Leaders of 2021. You are an important part of my growth process. You provide both the opportunity to learn while I teach and to provide valuable feedback and discussion on what I teach. So if you find this podcast valuable, share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen. That way, you'll never miss an episode. It'll help others find us too. You know how these platforms love algorithms. You're also going to want to leave a review and a rating. Because starting this year, I'm going to pull review spotlights, and if yours is shared, I'll offer you a free 30-minute coaching consultation. So, you get to share your opinion and win a prize. Again, thank you for the gift of your valuable time today. Let's sail into 2021 with the intention to take us all the way to the horizon. Until next time. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you're an intentional optimist and you love this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review with a five-star rating. You can also snap a screenshot right where you're listening, share it to social media, and tag me. This helps others find us and we'll have an even bigger impact. If you're curious what it would be like to work more closely with me or just to step up as an unconventional leader yourself, I invite you to schedule a free discovery session to talk with me and learn more. Just email me at andrea at theintentionaloptimist.com. If you're looking for an encouraging and uplifting community on Facebook, 
hop on over and join the Intentional Optimist Group, women encouraging women from all over the globe. The community and email links are right here in the show description wherever you listen to the podcast. Until next time, remember, you're the answer. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations.